0: guys it's ryan and welcome back to episode two of the truth is sexy so you might be wondering who the heck are you (laughs) yeah who am i i didn't really even introduce myself in episode one but i hope you enjoyed that cringy but wonderful episode with me and my best friend sydney there will be very many more of those to come (laughs) So, my big thing in what I'm doing is I'm very passionate about helping people and helping them transform into a better version of themselves uh, through finding confidence. Maybe they have lacked confidence in their whole life, and I hope and my goal is to create that confidence or to bring it out. Maybe they used to be confident, and then little things that have happened in their life or situations just cause them to kind of hide back in. And my whole goal is to help people feel confident and just, in general, feel better about themselves. So this kind of started growing up. Um, I Super underdog story, so sorry. Um, I was a cheerleader my whole life. Um, however, most people start at a very young age, and I did not. I kind of had no idea what sports I wanted to do. It was kind of awkward, kind of shy and nothing really like stuck with me. I did soccer for a little bit, but it never I just didn't love it. Um but one day randomly for 7th grade tryouts, <laughs> great time to start. Um I just wanted to try out for junior high cheerleading. I said why not? Um I tried out and that whole like first week, I don't know, I'm sure you guys don't care, but they just teach you a cheer, a dance and I just absorbed it all. I loved it. I had no idea how to do jumps or tumbling or any of that. I learned how to do jumps from YouTube. God bless YouTube back in the day, (laughs) even now. Um, So I just fell in love with cheerleading instantly, even though I'd only been doing it for a few days. And the day of tryouts, I found out I did not make the mat. It was (laughs) pretty sad, I know. It's okay. It's okay. We're healed. We're healed now. Um, There was only three of us that didn't make it. So yeah, you would... (laughs) can assume and imagine my little heartbreak. Um, I cried for hours, I won't lie. But I, well, my mom, my lovely mom put me into tumbling classes and I just picked it up really fast and worked my literal ass off to make it the next year, as I talked about in the first episode, if you listened to that at all. So that's how that happened. I did school cheer for a couple of years and it just wasn't What I wanted. I was willing to put in so much time and effort into cheerleading, and I wanted something more competitive, so I quit school cheer and I joined All Star, and that was the best decision of my life. But All Star was just a whole new world for me, and everyone seemed as dedicated and as excited about it as I am. I met my best friend Taylor, um, who's also in cane sauce. (laughs) Um, She was with me eighth grade year. So she helped me open up a lot as well and become a way more confident person because she's been doing it forever. She, like, forced me out of my box, and it was wonderful. (laughs) But from All Star, I am going all over the place, but this is all good. This is all good. Um, From All Star, I started coaching. I wanted to coach cheerleading. Um, My dream was to open up a cheer gym you guys don't understand how much cheerleading was my world. I think because of how it just took me by the throat and was like, Hey, like you're in this. And I just loved it. It surprised me so much to just have so much love for something. And I felt like a whole different person while doing it. I felt extroverted. I felt confident. I felt literally a whole different personality came out of me through cheerleading and it was wonderful it's everything that i wanted she pushed little shy ryan to the side for so many years <laughs> and forced her to be more outgoing so i'm so grateful for that but i got into coaching and i loved getting to do the same thing that happened to me for younger girls or older athletes even too but i worked with a lot of the tinier the tiny tots loved them so much and them coming in shy, and even some girls who just, they wouldn't even talk. They were so, so shy and so sweet, they wouldn't even talk. And for them to eventually, by the end of the season, have made so many friends and willing to just talk and open up and laugh, and it, it was such an amazing thing that cheerleading can do for them. So I fell in love with not only cheerleading, I fell in love with what it did for people, and I love to coach, and I love to see athletes transform into better people outside of the mat as well. So... Very, very, very passionate about that. (laughs) Um, My senior year of college, though, this is where a big transition happened for me. Uh, My senior year, we had to do a end-of-the-year project. It was called Capstone, and you needed it to graduate. But we had to find these scholarly articles on something and use them for our Capstone project. And basically create and write about something that we're interested in and passionate in and what we're going to use when we leave college. So I had no idea what to write about or what to (laughs) even remotely search. So I just was searching everything. I, I knew I wanted to open a cheer gym. I was so happy with cheer coaching. I was like, I no, I probably won't do this forever, but right now, like, this is what I want. But I just did not feel confident enough that I could do it. I figured it would be way later, like 30s maybe. I don't know. I was like, I have so much to learn. I have so much to do. There's no way that can happen anytime soon. So I was researching cheerleading. I was researching dance. I researched everything that I could. And what I came across was this thing called dance therapy, and it shocked me. I was like, "Hmm, I've never heard of that. So I started diving into it. And I was so intrigued at this concept of people being healed through dancing. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but just listen. It was literally therapy sessions and through dancing, and it's awkward at first, and I think people who need help, it's not like these dancers were coming in for therapy. No, these were normal people who had something traumatic happen to them Or have an anxiety disorder or eating disorder. And they would come in. And of course, think about yourself. Think about yourself going into a therapy session, for one. That scares people already. Think about it being dance. (laughs) Think about this woman trying to get you to just move your body. Um, Yeah, no, you're not going to feel super comfortable. But the fact of how much it helped was these type of people would go in. And the therapist could understand what they're struggling with and the severity and just literally everything down to it just by the way they were moving their body. Crazy. I don't know. I just was so intrigued and I loved it. And it helped people tell their stories, especially because it can be so hard to tell someone what's going on with you sometimes. You might not even know it yourself. Your brain's like, well, it might be this, it might be that. But how you carry yourself and how your body moves and tells its own story, I guess... Call me crazy. I don't care. I love this. I am so crazy about this. But they found out what was wrong with them just from how they moved. That's crazy. I love it. (laughs) But I just started digging deeper and deeper and just learning how much your body movement can affect your mood and affect your mind and your body and a whole new thing opened up for me. I wasn't really quite sure where I wanted to go with that Um, after college. I don't think I necessarily wanted to do more schooling. I got my bachelor's degree, but the thought of more school just did not sit well with me at the time. Um, I was a cheerleader in college, and I had dealt with concussions and was struggling enough with my head and neck injuries that focusing on my homework at the time enough was really difficult so thinking of adding more school into myself was very not on my brain. I just wanted to heal. I wanted to be able to move out, move on, and heal my body so it can go back to normal. And I will say to this day, I it's been 2019 is when I graduated, and I am a lot better. Anyways, end of story. We can dive into that another time. <laughs> So I had no idea where I wanted to go on with it. Did I want to become a dance therapist? No, not necessarily, but I was so enveloped with the idea because to me, dance and cheerleading, it just correlated so ha- so perfectly. The dance aspect in cheerleading is what I loved, and I loved to choreograph it, and I did that constantly through my coaching career. So I was just like, yes, it does change your mood. It changes your body. It changes everything you could possibly imagine. So I was like, all right, I became a Zumba instructor. That was the closest thing to me at the time. Being a young Zumba instructor, I don't, I know that sounds crazy, but it definitely was weird to tell people I was a Zumba instructor because I don't think there was many other Zumba instructors my age. I have never met one. (laughs) There was a couple girls in my training But I don't know if they actually carried on with their Zumba. But anyways, did that for two years. Um, My boyfriend was always pushing me to do something along those lines on my own. And I just could not put my brain together that I could run my own business. It just, I never have had the belief in myself to do that. But COVID happened. Lovely. And all of my classes, all my Zumba classes became virtual. And it was definitely a struggle to have to switch and figure out, oh no, like I do live classes. I love the interaction. I love seeing their faces. I love watching them transform during class. They come in stressed and then they leave feeling relieved and excited. And I didn't get to see that physically anymore. It was through online and it just was weird. And no one knew how to work Zoom besides people who are already using Zoom but everyone had to refigure out which you guys all know we all had to learn how to do that more often. So it was a big eye opener for me and I felt very lost and I was like I don't want to keep doing this. What am I going to do with this? I taught my classes a little differently anyway because I took what I liked from Zumba but then I made it my own anyway. So my boyfriend was like, "Come on, just do your own make your own version of what you want to do." And I finally said sure uh covid pushed me to start my own business and it is called revive and it's basically for women it's just was something to try that was new for them that maybe they didn't grow up dancers i didn't grow up a dancer so we're already on the same playing field you know what i'm saying don't feel intimidated i know what i'm doing but we're on the same playing field I am not an experienced dancer. I don't expect you to be. I just want you to try something different and get the amazing feelings that come with it. And you might fall in love with it. Um, It was just a new environment for people to not feel judged or ever have needed experience for. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. So that's Revive. Um, I do own my own business. And it is mainly right now. It was dance fitness focused for a very long time. And so right now, it's more doing, I've been choreographing wedding dances, I've been doing bachelorette parties, and now I host a sexy dance workshop once a month. And that's the same thing for anyone willing to come and try it. Um, I give them free champagne, we take pictures, we learn a choreography, and they're themed. It's so much fun. And I will say it is not easy. (laughs) Being an entrepreneur was never anything in my mind that I was capable to do. And so now to do it and feeling a whole different confidence in myself, even though it is a pain, it is stressful, it is not easy, but I have loved every second of it, even the times that I'm super stressed. And the rewardingness of getting to see these women tell me that they've Fallen in love with dance or even themselves again is something that I absolutely love. Now, this I have always felt this way about things. I started or I tried to start, um, it was a passion project in 2018 and it was an event called Spread the Love. Spread the Love was just one day you. Come to this place in downtown, and I wanted to make everyone feel confident and comfortable with their bodies. It was really kind of targeted to women who hate things about their bodies and trying to get them to feel comfortable with them. It was a lot. I wanted to have different events there. I had salsa people come, I had yoga. I'm trying to think what else There was so many other things that I brought. To the table because I wanted people to find a different outlet. It's not working out for some people. It could be drawing, it could be painting, it could be anything, but I wanted to provide that thing that was my cheerleading to people. I wanted to provide some kind of activity, some kind of outlet to people that they could find to get their confidence up. So this whole event was basically about spreading wow, excuse me, body positivity, but also trying to find that thing that helps them. So it almost translates to what I'm doing now. It's just a bigger, wider variety, and it's dance. But I am so encouraging for you to find anything that you want. I mean, in the future, I have big plans for being able to help all kinds of women find anything that they want and what will help them. And this this event was really sweet. I got a DJ to come for free. Um, it was, it was popping. We had snow cones. It was fun, but I think I had like 16 people come, which isn't bad. It isn't bad, but (laughs) we had fun. It was a little disheartening and I feel kind of silly, but I know my heart and my intentions were there and it's okay. It will grow and be so much better now. I know how to run an event. I know how to handle that kind of stuff now. So it was helpful no matter what. But all in all, I want the same thing for this podcast. I want this to be another branch of what I'm doing. And if it can help anyone with me sharing my stories and the people who I interview share their stories, if that can just reach or help any person or inspire them, that is my main goal with this. Um, A big thing that I want to talk about is eating disorders. I want to normalize therapy. I want that to be something people and friends can talk about with each other and not feel judged and feel like they're in a safe place. I want mental health to be talked about on my podcast. I actually am someone who has anxiety at a pretty... I say it's pretty severe. It's been a lot better. Um, I've had a bunch of random flare-ups in my whole life um, that are more severe than others, but then I also just have it always chilling on my shoulder, the back of my head. (laughs) My next episode will actually be with my friend Savannah, and she is also someone who struggles with anxiety. So I'm really excited for that episode. Then you guys can kind of get in the minds and in the daily lives of someone with anxiety and just the random things that happens to them or what anxiety even is, because I know it is difficult for people to understand. Um, There's a lot of relationships where someone has anxiety and then maybe the other partner doesn't know how to help them or how to handle it because they don't experience it themselves. But with things like that is why I want to raise awareness and just raise and interview those types of people um, to help. Because it's easier said than done than just to look up what anxiety is. But hearing it out of the mouth of someone and then explaining to you their triggers or explaining to you what it feels like, I think, is the hardest thing to try to show someone. My boyfriend has been, I'm going to call him babe. I call him Sweet Babe. Babe. He'll have a nickname, but for right now, Sweet Babe will come out every now and then y'all can laugh, Um, but I'll just call him Babe. Uh, He has been amazing with my anxiety. See, we've been together for four years, and I would say in the past year is when my anxiety really started to act up again, like constantly, and I had to re-get a hold on it, and he was so amazing with... Helping me through it, he felt really helpless, I think. Because it is, it's hard to know what to do. And me, myself, always dealing with it on your own, you're just like, I don't really know what to tell you to help me. You know what I mean? You find your own ways of coping and handling it. And to have a partner to help you through it, you're like, I really don't know. Sometimes I just gotta be alone, or everyone's different. So that's, I want to be able to provide those kind of solutions to anyone dealing with anxiety, but not just anxiety. Anything that someone struggles with daily, I want to be heard. I want people's issues to feel like they are being heard and maybe relatable. Maybe I'm using anxiety as an example just because it's the easiest one to use right now. Maybe growing up you had no idea that you had anxiety, but you knew everything you were feeling. And maybe how I describe it to you or Savannah on our next episode describes it to you, you're like, oh... Maybe I've had anxiety my whole life. But not only just normalizing it, I want to provide solutions to these kind of issues. Another big thing I want to talk about in this podcast is relationships. I think it is so important because as I asked Sydney a little bit, and I'm going to re-ask these questions to anyone I interview because I want to know everyone's different answers. I feel like we have set our standards so low, and I don't know why. And I also feel like what we are told when we're younger is acceptable or like what red flags are. Everyone here is red flags is going to be a huge thing. I might make a t-shirt red flag. <laughs> um, red flags are huge. And I feel like everyone's red flags are different, but we also had ones that we know like, oh, that's a red flag. But there's also some that I feel like weren't talked about. Like those red flags can be easily... Covered up by good things that they did an example. I know i'm kind of everywhere, but let me tell you what I mean I have been in a relationship where he always opened the door for me or He would bring me chocolates and you're like, oh Like this is it. This is what everyone talks about. He opens the door for me That's the romantic gesture that is perfect, but that was a very Toxic relationship, you know what i'm saying and it was easily covered up because I was like well he does this for me or he brings me this that means it's it's not toxic or you you just you'd start to battle yourself in your mind and it easily gets covered up because of some of the sweet things so I just want that to be talked about people go through that. And with any relationships, like, oh no, I didn't realize that was a red flag in my relationship. Yeah. And you can choose to listen to me or not. I'm not a therapist, but I can tell you what is a good and what is a bad relationship just because of now being in a good relationship versus all the unhealthy ones that I have been in growing up. So if I can give and provide any of that to any of you, I would love to be able to do that. But same with my friends. You, you, when you go through crappy ones growing up, there's no avoiding that. And I want to help unload that baggage for you guys and for myself and for my friends. I'm sure interviewing some of the Kane sauce members, we're going to like, oh shit, like that happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you ever like think back to like your old relationships and you're like, did that really fucking happen? Oh my God, that did happen. And you're just like surprised at everything. I guess. It's not really about giving you advice and telling you what's right or wrong. I just want you to hear stories from me or even from people I interview and just hear what they have to say about it because it might open your mind up to thinking differently. And I love that. I love that so much. I also want to interview women from all walks of life on this podcast. So anyone can relate. I want to be for everyone and anyone. I want to have what it's like to be in your 20s I want it to be what it's like when you're in your 40s and you're dealing with all these different kind of issues that pop up because I feel like each generation that or each 10 years that you go through it's completely something different than the year before and I want that to be talked about and maybe helped and not everyone so they don't feel like we're all alone because we're all going through the same shit together and so I want everyone to feel I guess supported is probably my biggest thing. It's really nerve-wracking sitting here with a microphone in my hand and talking to no one, even though I know people are going to be listening. Um, So that's one thing I can share with you. Sitting here talking with a microphone to no one, even though I know you guys are listening, but as I'm recording, I am sitting in front of my computer and I know that people are going to be listening. But it's just so... It's bizarre to sit here and talk... About yourself or just to talk alone maybe it's actually not for some people but for me it's weird I've been sitting here talking for however long and I'm like who are you (laughs) who are you to be sitting here talking this much it's uncomfortable for me but I am so passionate about doing this and just sharing what I have to offer that I'm willing to push through that uncomfortability so bear with me there's going to be some cringiness But it's going to be worth it. And this journey and this life and this ride is too short to be stressed about cringy, awkward, and uncomfortable. So I'm going to push through. And I know you guys will push through with me and watch this show transform into something bigger than I hope it will ever be. So thank you for at least listening and being a part of it with me. You know, and I want people to be able to answer questions that I ask or comment on anything. Um, of course I will have a Instagram set up. There's a lovely one post and a lovely one follower, I think right now. Um, (laughs) we'll keep building that up and I will tag the podcast, uh, with each episode, but I want people to answer my questions if they want to. Um, one thing I actually am thinking about that I want to ask right now is what are your biggest fears? It can be super intense it can be super, it can be a physical thing. It can not be a physical thing. It can be a situation. But that's something I really want to know. And I want to know, is there anything that would help you get over that fear? Do you want to get over that fear? I'll tell you right now, sitting and talking to this microphone is <laughs> one of my biggest fears. But I love it so much at the same time. I am someone that can dance and perform in front of millions of people and love it and eat it up. And I ugh, I just love it so much. I love all the attention being on me in that kind of situation. But when it comes to talking in a microphone or talking in front of anyone in general, I shut down. I shut down. I don't want to. I can't. I don't want to. Even right now, It's going to be funny and cool because you guys are going to hear me be super uncomfortable at times and be super like, whatever, I don't care. And those are my two. I'll just tell you, I have two alter egos. Okay, there's Ryan. Okay, she's the shy, excited, but the shyness hold her back one. And then there's Roxanne and she's the extroverted let's go. She was the performer with cheerleading. She's the one that came out through that, so... Just so you guys know, um, Ryan likes to take over sometimes. Roxanne likes to take over sometimes. (laughs) And you guys will get to experience both of my shy, introverted, and extrovertedness. So I am excited to share that with you. I am really excited for you guys to meet all of my cane sauce friends. There's Kimmy. She has been my best friend since first grade. I know we are 24 right now, so it's been a long time. I will say, but she is amazing. Um, I love her to death. And then there's Sydney. You met on last episode. She and I have met... I guess you guys already know that. Um, We were in 7th grade, going into 8th grade when we met. But we didn't become friends until freshman year of high school. Um, That's when we clicked a lot. And then there's Maddie. Maddie is... My best friend since sixth grade. Crazy, right? It's because <laughs> we all have different friendships within the group. Like we, how we all met, but then we all are one now. It's kind of weird. But me and Maddie met in sixth grade. We went to the same elementary school, same with Kimmy. And we went to different junior highs, and that's where she met Sydney. And this is gonna be all kinds of trippy, but it'll it'll all make sense eventually. And so, I didn't see Maddie again till high school. So, freshman year is when we got to really, like, hang out again from junior or elementary school. And then there's Taylor. And Taylor was my—I met her in eighth grade, and that's who my cheerleading buddy was. And she held my hand through the whole thing and was my rock. So, we all cheered together in high school. So, freshman year is when we all kind of came together and became Cane Sauce. We were all, like— I honestly don't know where or how <laughs> it all meshed together and it was awesome and we have been all best friends since and one of Maddie has baby now we love it love it so much I love that we have gotten to be each other's rocks through all of the awkward and gross and shitty relationships and now we get to watch each other thrive in our careers and our babies but we get to be a part of each other's lives still. And I don't know if there's many other big friend groups like that out there. And if there are, please let me know. I would love to hear. Um, but it's just really fun to me that we are still so close. We definitely went through our moments of where we didn't talk a whole bunch. But now being older and... I don't know. It's 10-year-long relationship or longer for all of us now. So it is super special and they're very important to me. I also have two other really close friends that are going to come on the show. Savannah is one, the one we're going to have anxiety talks about. And then my other friend is Taylor Horn, another Taylor. (laughs) Uh, Taylor Horn, she's a makeup artist, and she is amazing. And both of Taylor and Savannah, we met after college, or I guess in the middle of college. But they were the type of friends that you meet that you're not looking for friends, but you meet and stumble across, and then you guys kind of are just inseparable. So I love those two just as much as well. And they will both be on the show to share their stories. And I'm incredibly excited for you guys to hear from both of them. Another fun thing, I guess I'm going to ask myself, or that I want to share with you guys every episode or every other episode, or ask our amazing people I'm interviewing, um, what's something awkward that's happened to you recently? (laughs) maybe I just get a sick kick out of it because I always have something awkward to happen to me. Is there anyone else? Like, is it just me? I feel like I am targeted towards the most awkward things that could possibly happen to you. It's always me. Like, I always have some kind of weird st- Okay. This isn't recent, but raise your hand or tell me if you've ever been pooped on by a bird. I'm so serious. I My boyfriend did not believe me, and I was like, yes, I've been pooped on by a bird once or twice in my life. And he was like, no, that's not real. That doesn't happen to people. And we literally went to the beach this summer, and we're laying there in the sand, just enjoying, soaking up some sun, having some, some drink out of our huge water jug things that we had. And I feel something just wet leak onto my thigh, and I go to touch it and I smacked him and I was like look I just got pooped on a bird in front of you I'm laying here literally bird just shit in between my legs like on the back of my thighs and I was like okay great but anyway he was dying he did not believe that that was real but it happened in front of him as we were talking about like a month earlier that that doesn't happen to people but it does so please share that with me if it has um let me think recently something embarrassing I think I have something embarrassing happen to me at least three times a week, so this shouldn't be too hard, but of course you asked that and you can't remember literally anything that happened, so. Well, it's not fair because the last episode I told you guys that I hit my head on the bar at the gym before. Well, that literally happened two weeks ago, um, and on Monday I hit my head. <laughs> Again, just trying to rack a weight, and I stood up too fast and hit my head on the back of the bar, and I literally came up and hit the middle of my head with like the edge of the bar. Happens to the best of us. That's definitely something awkward that happened to me today. I think I have awkward encounters at the grocery store about every single time I go. You know, like you walk one way, they walk the same way. You're trying to like pass each other but you keep like doing that awkward little shuffle dance that happens to me way too often. Or the, the classic, uh, like when your waiter brings you your food and you're like, oh, I hope you enjoy your food, and you're like, yeah, you too, and you're like, oh, or going to the movies, and it's like, do people go to the movies anymore? Because I don't want that to go away, but anyways, they're like, oh, enjoy your movie, and you're like, yeah, you too, and you're like, oh, you're the worker, you're probably not going to see any movies, but yeah, that happens to me on a daily basis, so share your awkward stories, so thank you for listening today, and I will see you on the next episode of The Truth is Sexy.